Hey everybody and welcome to the $3 podcast. I'm Jared Wilkinson. And I'm Pete Tracy. And uh, this is episode number three. And I, I actually, we were talking a little bit before this and now I've got uh, this this funny thing, Pete, that I read. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who said it. It was like some tweet that I wrote, that I read that I thought was funny. But somebody was like, man, I'm so sick of all these selfies, everybody making selfies or whatever. I miss the days when you'd have a guy come over and paint your portrait. And I thought that's a pretty good argument. <laughs> like, this is way worse. Like, not nearly as bad. Taking a selfie, just taking your phone out, you know, taking a quick picture. Maybe yourself, have a selfie stick. Something, rather than uh, pay somebody to spend the whole day making sure you look awesome forever. <laughs> you know, like, isn't that a little more narcissistic than just taking a picture of yourself with your phone? Yeah, I mean, taking a picture, you only have to stand still for a second. And you can do it yourself. Yeah, specifically what the reason that came up was because Pete was uh, talking about my picture. Yes, which I took myself. your your Skype icon because you know of course <laughs> we do this remotely where we have the uh, the voice. Um, I hear Jared's voice through Skype, and his picture is is a selfie. Now, I am embarrassed to say I take selfies sometimes. I've even used is- them as Facebook profile pictures. And uh, yeah. there's this there's shame associated with it. I don't know if it's because of the vanity, or like yeah. taking a picture for the sake of taking of having a picture of yourself. Just it makes me feel silly. And there's such a satire surrounding like girls taking selfies, but I don't know. I, I'm okay with taking a selfie. I take a selfie all the time. There's, I mean, I, there is shame attached to it. There's this weird like, I don't know if it's a coalescence, but it's like. Uh, Taking a picture, this has happened to me a couple times, taking a picture and you're like, man, this is a good picture of me. This looks really good, really cool, but it's very clear that I took it. So like, <laughs> you got to crop the I, arm out. Yeah. Can I post this or like, I mean, it's not, I'm not like staring in the mirror, making a duck face, you know, pulling my V neck down or anything. I just like happened to take a good picture yeah. And uh and I've it stopped me from making like new profile pictures cuz I cuz I'm I let the internet run my life and I can hear everybody just like so no clearly thing. you took that picture that's you and uh, I better just keep this in my personal file to look at later. Well, I I've used them <laughs> and I've you know you try to keep your shoulders square so you can't tell like one shoulder your camera shoulder is going forward you try to crop the right. arm out. Um and I've used that but there's really even when you crop the arm out and everything, there's really no hiding the fact that it was a selfie. Because if it wasn't, who's sitting there as you look like off to the distance looking with your hair all in place (laughs) and the lighting looking good and just took a picture of you? It's not like you're in front of something or you're with buddies, you know, you're playing the guitar or anything. It's just your mug. That's that's exactly (laughs) No one's taking a picture of of your own mug but you. (laughs) That's exactly what my picture is, too. I'm, like, looking away to make people think, like, oh, hello. I, I didn't see you there. I was just leading a revolution. You're in front a of a flag, too. It's, <laughs> this will a be a good, pot, you know, good spot to take a, uh, a selfie. It's a giant flag that I got uh, for the band Flatfoot 56, which is a Celtic punk band, and I have it on my wall. It's enormous. Anyway, well, uh, what I wanted to talk to you about, Pete, yeah. I had a couple of questions for you. And I was thinking about this because I've been I've been uh, making some calls 
uh, to some people, trying to get some gigs, you know. Mm. And um, and recently, this is seriously. I hope this doesn't come off as a humble brag because I'm actually distressed about it. This is the kind of anxiety-ridden person that I am. But I was recently asked, uh, uh, I'm going to play with my band. The band's going to play at this venue. And the person contacts me, and they're like, oh, great, we're set up. Uh, all we need from you is a rider, which um, is a contract. It's like what you need backstage. Kind of the classic uh, joke about it is like Ozzy A rider? Osborne. Yeah, a rider. R-I-D-E-R. Like someone who rides? Yeah, yep. I don't know why okay. it's called that, but like Ozzy Osbourne's rider says only green M&Ms. You know, it's like essentially demands and what you need to set up. And I'm thinking, dude, I don't know. I didn't get into music to write contracts. I don't know what to do. You know, like I just want to write more music. And it got me thinking about, uh, the people that I respect and the people that I look up to and uh, what like how they uh, how I see them and, and what kind of work they do and what it takes, you know. And then I started thinking about the people that I don't respect and how they still manage to get like famous. <laughs> so I want to ask yeah. you who uh, you're, you know, a com- you're a comedian, and an entertainer. <laughs> You, you are. So who do you like look up to? Who, who sure. are some comedians or some actors, I'm or writers, anybody that you're like, you know, would like to not just meet, but have like a day with a dinner with or something like that? You know, like really, who do you look up to and would want to emulate? Oof. You know, it's hard. <laughs> and I mean, it changes, you know, every, every year or so. I mean, and there's a new comedian, there's a new... Um, you know, medium of comedy that I get into, you know, especially more recently, you know, I've been getting into more podcasts, you know, part of the inspiration behind Mm -hmm. doing this podcast. And also with the development of YouTube and the YouTube entertainment becoming a huge thing. Definitely. I've become a, you know, a big fan of a lot of YouTube comedians. Uh, So there's sort of a trajectory from, you know, when I've got into comedy to, to what I listen to and what I'm into now because uh, we, I mean, we were into comedy since we were little. Oh, definitely. You know, we would, I mean, we, you and I were big fans of Who's Line. And that's a big inspiration yeah. behind what, how I got into improv um, was Who's Line. We were huge fans of Colin Mockery and Ryan Stiles. It's hilarious. For, for the joy <laughs> that they gave us. I mean, you and I would do, we would get a couple buddies and we would play Who's Line in my basement at my I parents' sure house <laughs> for hours. Ter- and you we know. weren't we weren't like pretending that we were on the show. We were just <laughs> picking characters on the like we real just, people that we were going to be for that episode. Yeah, we would just do scenes. Oh, that's right. We wouldn't just do scenes. We would like, okay, you're gonna be Colin Mockery. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna yeah. be like Wayne Brady, and we would you're try to be... emulate these people. And like whoever was Wayne Brady would do all the singing stuff. And right. regardless of where people's talent slide are actually, you know. We couldn't just be ourselves and do our own scenes. We had to emulate these these improvisers we looked up to, which were the only improvisers that were sort of mass, you know, that were on TV that you know everyone could mass consumed. Right. Yeah, I was always the uh, the fourth 
special guest that we do, <laughs> who is going to be Chip Eston uh, or Brad Sherwood, <laughs> Greg Proops. Greg Proops. Yeah, I was always Greg Proops. Hey, I'm here for one day. Well, I remember, <laughs> you know, because you and I would watch it a lot that you had All an affinity for Ryan Stiles and I had more of an affinity oh. for Colin Mockery. So we had that sort of, that's yeah. how we split our joy among that show. It was. And you actually, um, y- you. I mean, what was cool about those two guys was that they both kind of had not a deadpan delivery, but you know what I mean? Like they were both not going goofy, wacky over the top, you know, spinning in their chairs, but they were still very absurd comics Yeah. while, while being uh, pretty, pretty straight laced and, uh, and uh, you know, was still able to deliver the laughs. Yeah, I for sure. I love that show. I, I remember we, we, we something that we always uh, watched at your house was the Cosby Show. Yeah, a huge I mean, inspiration, and, and <laughs> you gave me the unofficial most comedically influenced by Bill Cosby award. Yeah, you are. People, I don't even think he knew it for a while. I don't think any of us <laughs> knew it because, like, oh, we've no. been watching it since we were. I don't know, seven years old or something. I mean, it was so around it, before it we were like, born. So it wasn't like the Chappelle show comes on and suddenly everybody's starting to deliver jokes like Dave Chappelle. It was like Pete always talked this way. So every once in a while, when you're talking to Pete and anybody who knows him knows, he'll just like, oh, come down. <laughs> it's a walk up to you. It's just this oh, weird Bill Cosby delivery. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> it's been toned down a little bit though since uh, you know, it's not as popular to be just like Bill Cosby nowadays. Right? Yeah, it's not enough uh, <laughs> these days. But and I still appreciate his humor. You know, I'll still go back and watch the Cosby Show. That show is great. But I, mean, I definitely emu- I just emulate the comedians that I'm into. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing. And not really. just in day-to-day stuff, but the the things I do. Like I grew up loving Who's Line, and when I got to college, I got into improv. Yeah, and and then like late, it was like my senior year at, in college. I got really into uh, YouTube entertainment, and I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, of Rhett and Link. Mm-hmm. You know, and they do their their good Mythical Morning and, and everything. And and I did like as a senior project, I did like a ten minute uh, YouTube show that was like similar to that. Yeah. And then they also do a podcast. And then, you know, more recently, I've been a huge Bill Burr fan. I don't know if it's just because I moved to Boston or what, but, you know, <laughs> Bill Burr is is one of my favorite comedians of all time. So I've tried some stand-up. Okay. I'm a huge fan of his podcast. He, you know, comes out with a podcast, the Monday Morning Podcast, every Monday and Thursday. And uh, Rent and Link also do a podcast. So it was sort of, you know, some of the inspiration. Now here I am doing a podcast. Right. Totally. I mean... Uh- is uh is your show still available on YouTube? My my tiny cups. Yeah, tiny cups. Yeah, I did a Look show. It up, was called guys. Tiny Cups. Uh, you know, we would do countdowns and different talk things and tell stories, and then we would improvise. Yeah, because yeah, what would make it unique is at the end we would improvise. Me and my guest, who was oftentimes <laughs> Jared, uh, we would improvise a a, a song a cappella on the yeah. show. That was the. That was the best part of the show for people watching. <laughs> yeah. And the worst part for being a guest was like, <laughs> no matter who you were, Beat was like, okay, we got to improvise a song. I luckily have a musical background, so I can, I mean, I'm, I've been in many Broadway musicals, various <laughs> projects, but 
uh, it was still like always like, how do you just come up with a song? And usually it was supposed to be, well, maybe not supposed to be, but it always fell back to the topic that we talked about. And sometimes oh, it was supposed was like, to be Disney world inspired oh, by the conversation. We would, we would make up a song. Right. And it's a good look, show. Yeah. Looking back, I, you know, I would love to do something more with the improvised, uh, song stuff because that was, I think that's what made tiny cups interesting to watch. Like if we just mm. did the other part of the, sh- the, the rest of the show and then ended it, I don't know if it really would have had that punch, but you know, to really end it with that really satisfying, a musical moment was, was I think what made it. I, I agree. That's what got me the A in the, in the class. <laughs> Look up Tiny Cups, you guys. Oh, uh, you don't it's have a to. Good, it's a good show. We, we should go. You should go back to doing that. I'll be a guest sometime. I, I got a couple of people who want to be on there. You never had you Rob know, on there. I would love to do <laughs> some more YouTube. I don't know if I'll do if I'll do like Tiny Cups and use that name or if I'll just do something else entirely. But, you know, I'd love to yeah. get back into YouTube. I'll tell you uh, uh, an influence. I'll, actually, I'll start. Yeah, with Jared, that. get into your get into your influences. Well, I just well, sort of. I, I, you were talking about YouTube. Out my guts. So you were you were talking about YouTube, and I wanted to uh, to quickly mention a YouTube influence, somebody who kind of surpassed. Whoa, that's a cool idea uh, of doing this sort of thing, and somebody that I've actually come to really respect and mm-hmm. really like. Oh, that's a he was actually when we started in this podcast. I watched a video from from him and uh, got me inspired. It's Olin Rogers. Yeah, great YouTuber. Uh, very funny. Most, a lot of his stuff is, or probably his most famous stuff is just telling stories. Just him. Which is a huge interest of mine. Uh, and, and then he does some, some really high production. I mean, at least it looks high production. I don't, I don't know how big the budgets get for a YouTuber, but, uh, really high production videos that have like storylines and, and he's another one of those absurdist comics that I think you and I both kind of, uh, cling to Mm. absurdist comedy. And, but he's also a really, you know, cool guy and he's made videos, uh, in, you know, telling people how, how to go about making that kind of content, uh, content that you don't get tired of because you're trying to like maintain a gimmick, you know, you're like just being you and that's, and you know, you get to do that. And so it's not that hard. Mm. So, so I really liked him. Um, but in general, as far as comedy goes, there's people that I look up to that I think are, uh, like Martin short is somebody that I came to really, really love. Cause he was kind of a little before my time, but then I started watching his stuff like, uh, the three amigos and Jiminy Glick and, uh, his stuff on SNL. And he's so fast. There's not a lot of like, super fast talkers anymore you know what i mean just like <laughs> spitting out jokes left and right and he's still got that are you talking um, like fast talker like literally just speaking quickly yeah just, just shooting out jokes just one after the other and his you know i don't know if i'd call like chris Rodney. tucker no, no. <laughs> i mean he's he he speaks fast but i'm talking like uh rodney dangerfield you know, he's just like standing up there doing stand up with one liner, you know, <laughs> just like jokes, jokes, jokes. Uh, and uh, I think to, to a certain extent, Seinfeld is a fast talker. You know, he's just super fast, super witty. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, a, he's, he's sort of a fast talker. He's sort of, he's also just kind of like a punchy comedian. Yeah. And, and probably the fastest talker and the one that 
I don't think I emulate the most, but probably the one that I looked up to the most is the late, great Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, oh, who oh gee. no one was, could speak faster than him. No, no one could keep up with Robin Williams. He was, he was super, super great. I mean, obviously the first thing I ever saw him in was Aladdin. Yeah. Which uh, is weird. Cause he's had, he had like a whole career before that and a whole career after, but um, when we were I kids. still, yeah, I still watch that movie and it's still like, Ascent, you know, quintessential Robin Williams. He's so funny. In mm. it, you know? What about, are there any people that you wish you could be in a way, even, even if they're not good or bad? Like, is there anybody you envy in comedy? Oh, geez. I mean, I just, I mean, I've, there's so many comedians that I looked up. Like I said, Bill Burr. Yeah. Bill Burr is, I'm a huge fan of him. He's a hilarious comic, but he's still like a really down to earth you know, he, he, you know, he's thinking about what he wants to do in his own personal life. He's, you know, he's wants to get a helicopter's license, you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he just seems like a very real person. And there's it's other, the other comics that I am really into, like, like Brian Regan and Jim Gaffigan have really influenced me, but just straight up envy for their success. I mean, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld is so successful. Oh, he is. <laughs> he has so much money and he, and he's had so much success with his comedy that he can just do whatever he wants. I mean, now he just does. I mean, have you seen comedians in cars getting coffee? His, his, uh, oh, internet yeah. show. I love yeah, that show. Super funny. It's the best. And he can just do that. Yeah. Cause he's Jerry Seinfeld. They had the biggest show in the world. I mean, he's arguably, yeah, the most successful comic of all time. Definitely. So for just I, straight up envy, because I've never been like, oh, I love Seinfeld comedy. Like, you know, I, I like the show. Right. His stand-up was good, of course. You know, it was great. Uh, but I never was really so like, I listen to him every if, day kind of thing. Like some other comedians. My question is, if you could cut open the skin of any comedian, <laughs> <laughs> step in and become them, your answer is Jerry Seinfeld. Is that correct? Step in and become them? Or step, yeah, like... Or from, Let's from a, here on, ex, like as a 23-year-old, experience their 23 to adult oh, life. <laughs> okay. Now like you're experience <laughs> them or to like no, just I, be them instantaneously? I mean, I want to get a little selfish and a little fantastical. If you could become, if you could step into the body of anybody. Just, and just snap my fingers and yeah, on them? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Seinfeld. I don't know if it would be Seinfeld because he's already like done his his stuff. Yeah, but that means now you he's have just like doing his thing. Millions of dollars, you know. You don't have to. But do I would never anything. get to experience like <laughs> the glory of of like his prime years. No, but everybody would you know still what? love you. For to be it. honest, I don't think I would do. I don't <laughs> think I would choose a stand up comedian. I don't know if yeah. I would choose a stand up comedian because I would want like to experience the glory of their prime. But I right. but it, like it's also really stressful. Yeah, Stand, being a stand-up okay. comedian, like a successful stand-up comedian, I imagine would be like so stressful. Um, Definitely. You know what? Maybe, maybe somebody like, like Keegan Michael Key. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. I step right into love Keegan Michael <laughs> Key of, of Key and Peele. You know, I feel I feel partially uh, comedically influenced by him as well, and he's still like he's done a, a ton of stuff. But he's still like in his prime producing like great content 
and, right. and one of my favorite like varieties of comedian, just like really high energy, you know, really funny, very physical uh, yeah. comedian. So yeah, still having the opportunity to write and perform and like. Yeah, yeah, he's in a good spot. Yeah, they're both super funny. So I don't, I, was, I don't know. That might be a weird answer to the question, but maybe someone like Keegan Michael Key. No, I mean I don't think it could be any weirder than my answer <laughs> that I'm about to share. Which is, I was thinking about it, and there's a lot of comedians that I envy, uh, and a lot of people that I wish I could have what they have right now. Yeah. If I if I didn't have to work for it, I could just like become them for a second, and uh, it's too. It's one or the other. The okay. first one is I would cut open the skin oh. <laughs> and bones oh. and step in and step inside. I know it's a Wait, graphic. Are you talking image, about right? just being <laughs> becoming them or just being <laughs> you, but I'm just with like, their skin wrapped I'm around about, you, bloody skin. I'm talking about oh. being being John Malkovich style, like your brain in their body. Oh. And everybody's just like, you get to have what they have. Don't worry, it gets weirder with the answer. I think maybe Tina Fey. I was thinking of the uh, writer, directors, and then I was thinking of the, the writers. I was thinking of the just straight comedians. And uh, Tina Fey is actually one of those people that has done all of those. She, you know... She writes, she stars, she directs, she's, a, you know, an author. Yeah, she and, crushes uh, it. And I was thinking about that, and so it kind of led me to the second person also, which is uh, Conan O'Brien. Oh! Yeah, because he, he started out, you know, writing for The Simpsons and, and being a, a writer, and then became a personality, a talk show personality, and, like, now gets to do the sketches. But he also writes and and leads the sketches and currently owns, uh, you know, his own show and his own company. And so he oh, actually damn. directs it, you know? I thought, man, what a position to be in. That you're a face, people know you, people like you, but you also have that kind of control. And he's so and tall. Super tall. <laughs> I was going to say handsome, but I can't. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, I, that was that was somebody who I, who I envy. Um. What now? I want to get into the real stuff. Oh, which damn. is I don't even. I am really interested to hear this from you. Okay, and this is a question okay. uh, that that I've come up with. Hit Who, with in it. your opinion, and uh, you can backpedal if you want and explain yourself. Who in comedy or entertainment movies of any kind is just a hack? Just a. <laughs> doing the same this stand-ups thing you know their act is the same thing again again but but what's interesting is that they're still famous you know what i mean they're way more famous than a ton of funny people that i've actually met and they don't deserve to be do you have do you can you think of anybody like that oh jeez. i mean with con i feel like it's tough because (laughs) i i mean i don't really pay attention to many comedians that I, i don't really enjoy but I mean, yeah, I can definitely that's... think of people in entertainment that are funny, or I mean, just yeah, that aren't sure. that I don't think are very good. I got, Go ahead. Um, <laughs> me and Jared Littlejohn were talking the other day about how messed up every Disney actor ends up, and they just lose their mind. <laughs> Inspired by the Shia LaBeouf video, yes. which I now because I watched it after the last podcast, 
And I now Inspires absolutely the right word. love it. <laughs> mm. I Isn't love it. Right? Yeah. Doesn't it get you like actually inspired and hyped up? Inspired, That's but what also I, I just hear. think it's hilarious. Yeah, it is. He's like doing squats and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> like flexing. Oh, it's amazing. Do it. Just do it. You know, remember that part where he's like holding his hand, like there's a like a baby yeah, chicken in it, and he's it. pointing to it. And he's like, "Do it." <laughs> like, what do you? What do what? You're no. I mean, clearly, I mean, Shia LaBeouf is is lost. I mean, he, he's a really wacky guy. He did that thing where he wore the yeah. bag over his head and said, "I'm not famous anymore." And then you know he's been yeah. arrested a bunch of times, and to apologize to the public, he like sat in this room and let individuals come in, and he was sitting around with like this bunch of different items. Like yeah. rope and like a whip and like a hand, you know, tweezers or whatever, and let them do whatever they wanted to him. And he's done a bunch of weird stuff like that. And then he comes out with this video. It's insane. I can't relate to it, <laughs> you know. And, but, and Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Oh man, it's tough out there. The uh, Raven Simone is even like kind of wacky now. Is she? I haven't. I I actually kind of like that so Raven, which is sort of weird to say. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the hipster community will get behind me. <laughs> no, I mean that so Raven me. was a fun. I mean the shows are always, you know, like they do their their successful shows and whatever. But it's afterwards that right. it's like they they lose it. Yeah. Like you know, Raven yeah. was on Oprah, like telling Oprah that she doesn't she doesn't identify as an African American. Whoa. And like so, like somehow she's like. Like transcended that like level of identity into something you know something else, and people were like all confused, and some people were offended, and it was like, that's amazing. Yeah, but <laughs> I've transcended I mean, every, race. That's crazy. Every Disney actor, like big Disney actor, it's like they they lose it. That's people. Those yeah. are people that I'm not envious of. And then I would not want to be. Yeah, definitely. I, I, if Disney wanted me to be star in some show, pay me a m- bunch of money, I, I would say no because I would like to hold on to my sanity. <laughs> I would do it. I would totally do it. I would lose that sanity in exchange <laughs> for a crazy TV show that nets me also a tour. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what. It's just like I don't think. Hopefully, I would be in like a Disney movie. You know, like I would get a movie out of it because those movies are awesome. The shows oh, yeah. and the lifestyle. Disney Channel original. Oh, oh, man. Disney oh. Channel original movies. Living off that smart house money for the rest of my life. Smart houses. Of, you remember uh, my favorite movie? I think my favorite uh, Disney Channel original movie was either the 13th year where he was a, a male mermaid. Oh yeah, name named Jesse. When he was uh, thirteen, yeah, and then uh, or Phantom of the Megaplex. Really, you know, Jared, I, you yeah. said two options, and I had two options in, in mind that I thought you were going to say, and you'd said neither of them. Oh really? What did you think I was going to say? The Lucky the Irish. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Or it's a good one. Halloween Town. Oh, Halloween Town's great, but it's seasonal. You know, so it's not, I can't watch it every week, like at my Phantom of the oh. Megaplex parties that uh, I just remembered now you haven't been invited to. Oh. Sorry, man. I hate to break it to you. I mean, there's well, a lot, there's a lot of you, great uh, Disney Channel originals. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, Xenon and Xenon the Sequel. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> don't I forget that about actress, the second. I wonder if that actress lost her mind. I don't know. I hope not. She was spunky. She was fun. Um, <laughs> uh, well, Jared, st- do you do you see, think there's any hacks out there? Oh, ha- yeah. famous, well-paid oh, hacks. Yeah. Let me tell you. Cold okay. Days. Here's here's. I'm gonna give some unpopular opinions. You ready? Sure. I like Family Guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like Family Uh-oh, Guy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I think that sometimes, sometimes, Seth MacFarlane hacks it up a little bit. I think he hacks up a little. Bit. I think he's. I think he kind of, you know, puts out some comedy, but. I will give him, I'm starting off with like the, I'm going to be fair, as fair as I can be. Okay. I think when you've got to no, make I, I this totally many shows, you know what I mean? you got to make this many shows, you got to make movies, you've got to keep working, you've got to stay relevant. Every once in a while, you're going to throw in jokes because we need a joke. And he can the do all those voices, you know? Yeah, he does the voices. and But <laughs> Family Guy, Family Guy is sort of built off of what could be amazing, which is the fast-talking Martin Short, Ronnie Dangerfield, just jokes forever. But it can also be a crutch for uh, we don't need to come up with an A, B, and C plot to this episode because we can just cut to whatever joke we think could be funny, you know? Yeah. Or not a joke. Just have Peter hold his leg and... and Ah, for who knows how long as much I think that's a hilarious bit (laughs) it is it's just I feel like I see what he's going for with some of the stuff like him like uh, Peter and the chicken fighting it's like whoa this is funny oh I can't believe they called back to that okay I hope this is the last one wow this is still going on and then hoping that it comes back around to i can't believe they're still doing this joke it's so funny you know what i mean i just think he hacks it up a little bit the other person that i'll say needs to stop right now and save their career and i think it's because of the people that she is around oh my it's a woman i don't want to sound unfair it is a woman melissa mccarthy do you know who I that know is? who that is. She she had a movie. Re- yeah, she had a movie recently. Yeah. She's in okay. uh, Mike and Molly. She was in uh, Bridesmaids. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She, I am not saying that Melissa McCarthy can't be funny or that she's not funny. I'm saying that, first of all, Tammy could be the worst looking film I've ever seen in my life. There's nothing that draws me into that film. Anybody who likes that film, I'm going to go straight like old school Jared and just say, don't ever talk to me. Stay out of my life. I don't want to hear that opinion because that that movie looks so bad. I don't want to hear it. Okay. I think that people keep writing her parts that are, look at this girl, look at how fat she is, and let's all laugh about that because she's still got attitude. Jared, I saw that movie. There's, you saw Tammy? I saw it. You know where I saw it? Where? A drive-in Hell? movie theater. You saw Tammy at a drive-in? <laughs> That's exclusively for 1974 films. I went to a drive-in films. movie theater. I went Why? to a drive-in movie theater. Sat out, was getting bit by bugs as I watched Tammy. Why did you go? Were you with a herd of rednecks? I was invited. I was invited. By a herd of rednecks? You no. No. <laughs> You know, By who? I, Jared Little John? Friend, no, there were some friends in town. Um, you know, Vomari's uh, 
friends who were visiting from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Or like, you know, a couple of them are, are from in the area, uh, but originally they knew that film wire from Puerto Rico. Um, and then a, another girl who was, who was visiting from Puerto Rico. And there was a drive-in movie theater. We said, hey, that sounds fun. And Tammy was just coming out. And that's just what we ended up seeing. We drive-in movie theaters only have a couple movies. I forgot what the other movie was, but I guess we were feeling comedy. I don't really remember the decision behind it. But oh, man. it was bad. It was oh, not really? good. Oh, boy. I mean, it well, was... of course it's not. It was know? one of those movies that has a couple funny moments in it, but both of those moments were shown in, in the, the TV, like, commercial preview for it. Right, exactly. And the rest I, of it is just real... It was real boring. It was, I don't it was, know. <laughs> let me tell you, it was a rough one. I'm not trying to judge, you know, too harshly, but it's just like, her... Uh, Sean. Uh, yeah, Sean and Marlon Wayans <laughs> are both kind of hacks. Not Damon though. Damon did Major Pain, and that's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just some people that I think are hacks, but they don't. It, it might not even be their fault. It's just you gotta find another way out of here. Yeah, they're or just, maybe they're it's just hitting easy, the same joke. You know? Yeah, maybe it's just easy to be. Uh, you know, look at me. I'm fat, but I don't care. Let's. What get do you think drunk, of Seth Rogen? You know? Uh, I think Seth Rogen can hack it up the same way Seth MacFarlane does. I think that he is funny. I think that he uh can make funny stuff. I laugh at a lot of his stuff. Uh, I like Seth. I, I even liked uh the interview a decent amount. Huh? I, I've seen it. I think twice. It was pretty funny. You know, um. But to the same extent, I think he does the same joke again and again. But when you go to a Seth Rogen comedy, you kind of expect what you get and get what you expect. Yeah, some people will... So I can't really fault him for that, you yeah, know? Yeah, some people will, will critique Will Ferrell for that, too. And then, like, in the later part of his yeah. career, he sort of had those big movies like uh, um, Step Brothers, and he sort of played that, that same kind of character... It was written for him a bunch of different right. times, so people would sort of write him off as just someone who played that character. Yeah. You know, the anchorman, yeah. the stepbrothers kind of, like, loony guy. It's weird. Like, somebody like uh, Bill Murray is such a non-character. Like, <laughs> whenever whenever he's just playing Bill Murray in a movie, nobody complains. Yeah. Like, every Wes Anderson movie, uh, everything probably except for Caddyshack, where he does, like, a goofy voice. Is all just Bill Murray, but nobody's ever like, oh man, he's such a hack. He's not, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, only comedians can likeable. be hacks. Yeah. No, I disagree. R- really? Musicians can be hacks. Oh, well, sure. sure. But as far as actors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, think of uh, like Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, the saying is that Samuel L. Jackson's not an actor, he's just in a lot of movies. <laughs> he's just always Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. But no one complains about that. Right. It's yeah, when you I start think, hearing the same joke over and over again that you start to be like, uh, not so into this. I mean, I think some as some dramatic actors can like put in some hacky performances. Like if you're just doing the same. I mean, some people might call Nicolas Cage a hack. So other people call him, you know, God. He's amazing. He's the greatest actor of all time. But he's just doing Nicolas Cage. And he's not doing particularly good movies either. So it's like... He's kind of a hack. Um, uh, but when I, I mean, like, I'm clearly uh, 
closer to music than I am to comedy. Yeah. Um, and I think this might be the person that nobody's going to care about this. Let me preface this. Nobody, <laughs> then let's chat about it. This, yeah, this part of the podcast, nobody's going to care about me, but I have to get it off my chest and I'll be brief. I only need like one sentence. I think the biggest hack in music, not Justin Bieber, not Katy Perry, not Here One Direction, John Cage. Oh! I, I, yeah, like, oh, throw your hands. They just blew the roof off with that. That really pretentious. Half of our listeners just, oh, they're just gone. Hit, hit pause, all, Jared. All six of our listeners. <laughs> no, seriously though, I, I John Cage wrote. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he wrote a song called Four Minutes and Thirty Three Seconds." Oh yeah, uh, which is four minutes and thirty three seconds of complete silence. I listen um, to it all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I hate that song. Uh, I don't think it's a song and i am hesitant to even call it art i won't even give it the broad umbrella of what we would consider art (laughs) because he says okay his idea behind it is that the musicians don't play and everything that happens anyway you know like the rumbling in the seats or or the creak of the wood you know under the stage or whatever you can't have complete silence. And that was his message that like everything is music, that, that everything can be music, you know? And I oh, say geez. to myself, why don't you just say that and not write, you know, why don't you just say that to us and not make us sit around for almost five minutes? And does doing that, nothing? but does that, does your view on this, um, go beyond just music? Like, when you see these abstract art where it's just like a can of peas in a in a boot, do you consider that art like a visual art? You know, I don't know enough about visual art. Or um, a blank I, canvas. If somebody put a blank canvas, I guess that would be the, the perfect, uh, uh, ex, you know, the same. Yeah. What do you, whatever you call it. Yeah, representation. The yeah. same message, you know. If, if somebody ha- the hung analog. Like a blank canvas in the Louvre, is that what you're saying? Like if somebody was just, I had to go look yeah, at and said, this, canvas. Yeah, and so this is, everything is art, including this blank canvas. Yeah, I'd hate that. That sucks. That's, <laughs> that's shitty, dude. <laughs> like, I It's like I if you came out is. with a movie that was just uh, a blank, a black screen. What? Like, I, I understand the idea of it. I understand the message. But why go through the lengths of doing it that way? Why not actually use the canvas use the medium that you're provided to create something rather than like shoot a message out of a fortune cookie that we could do oh everything is art everything is music yeah no shit now paint me something you know what i mean like i'm not <laughs> i'm not saying like jackson pollock paintings those are like where he throws the paint against the canvas i can appreciate those i understand that you know and i i can get something out of it but there's got to be something deeper that the human soul is capable of so much. You can do more than just saying, well, isn't everything movies? Well, Jared. Well, why don't you just make a movie, man? Why can't I just like. Know what, Jared? I, I kind of like this John Cage and not just because he shares a name with a great Mortal Kombat character. Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. (laughs) 
But he's my least favorite Mortal Kombat. I character. think I know the truth. I don't think that that was really his message. What do you think the message was? I think it's more of like the lazy kid in class <laughs> who realized he's supposed to turn in an assignment today, and it's yeah. just like, isn't isn't everything music? And it just passes <laughs> in a blank sheet, and and then and then he gets an A in the class. Fail. Oh, you. Oh, he man. got to succeed yeah. without doing anything. <laughs> I hate that kid. He's a genius. Yeah. So I think he's a hack. But I, I, I did <laughs> want to tell you, he is a hack. I, he, he, handed, he handed in a blank essay to his, his English professor and got an A. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's the way I see it. Do you I, about and that? bravo, John Cage. <laughs> we salute you, we lazy English students. Um, do you see the kid who like uh, was asked for an English prompt, what is bravery? And he just turned in the word this. And the teacher was like, you get an A. Yeah. Like, Come on. That's John Come Cage on. did that. <laughs> yeah, I bet it was. It was it's some student at John Cage. What is I, anyway, bravery? that really only matters to like my, my nerdy music friends that are. And a lot of them agree too. I don't know. Forget. Fuck John Cage. Whatever. Uh, you guys all you throw but, parties, just anti John Cage parties. But but you the know the one Van rules Mor- that you never go. <laughs> like how long is it? Uh, four minutes and thirty three seconds. Yeah, you're not allowed to go four minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I exactly. throw uh, Thursday nights are my uh, Disney Channel original movie parties, and Friday nights are my we hate John Cage parties. <laughs> Neither of Everybody's which I, I've never been invited. No, and, the, and I wouldn't no, come to that anti John Cage party because you wouldn't come to the Disney <laughs> Channel party though. I would come to the Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, you'll have to you'll have to show up next Thursday. Drive up from <laughs> Boston. I wanted to ask you. You know Van Morrison, right? Who? Van Morrison. He's a singer songwriter. Um, I don't think so. He did a brown eyed girl and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. And stuff. yeah yeah. So here's a quick story about Van Morrison. He had to change um, labels. I wanted to know get your take on this. He had to change labels because he wasn't getting paid enough or whatever. But in his contract, it said he had to record thirty more songs before oh, he could leave. Oh jeez. However, in his contract, it didn't say anything about the songs. The quality <laughs> having to be good at all. John so, did he John Cage's way through the rest. He did a little bit more. So here's some highlights. Van Morrison recorded Paying Dues was the name of the album. Uh, <laughs> he didn't tune his guitar before recording. Uh, some of the songs featured oh. are titled Want a Danish and Ringworm. Oh. <laughs> the longest song on the album is one minute and 35 seconds long. <laughs> And there's 30 songs on the CD. Is this is this album available? Is this just yes, the story? you can buy this album. No, you can buy this album. This is a complete... They, <laughs> they had to release it, try and make some money, right? Oh, somebody bought there it. Are, there are four tracks uh, about somebody named George. <laughs> and nobody knows who it is. He's just like talking out loud. The last song is uh, titled Freaky If You Got This Far. And it's all about how if you've listened to the entire album, it's insane because this album sucks. You must be out of your mind. But then he went on to like be a very famous singer songwriter recorder. I mean, he's famous before that. But uh, but yeah, that was my favorite. That's my favorite story about somebody just hacking their way 
<laughs> through some <laughs> some album, just like, oh, I gotta get this out. Here's 30 songs about George. There <laughs> he comes, George. Thing. It's probably like his cat or something. Like, Who knows? He's just like took a dump in his litter box. <laughs> There's one song where he sings uh, about his like income statement for the year. He's just like thinking out loud about his taxes. <laughs> and it's probably, it's like 50 seconds long. Jerry, you know there's somebody out there who goes around saying that's his favorite album, like it's the deepest, like it's his the oh, insight yeah. that he you get into the musician from it. Got it on his iPod. Yep. This is my favorite <laughs> album. Van Morrison's a genius. You haven't heard this. Or it's a tie yeah. between that and John Cage's 433. Oh my god. If there was somebody who's who's rocking a John Cage's 4 minutes 33 and then the next on their playlist is, is Van George Morrison's takes a dump dues. in the litter box. George takes a dump, want a Danish. This is my sandwich. I swear. <laughs> I, I'm going to kick that kid right out of music. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that those that, that was my my musical hack story. All right, Jared. I just want I wanted to yeah, I wanted to finish this uh podcast with a a question that I, I've thought about myself, and I, I find myself having this conversation with a number of people, and I and feel like everyone else has thought of this question too, or just fantasized about this, is what would you do if you won the lottery huge and you just had hundreds of millions of dollars, like more money than you could even know what to do with? Like, what would you do? You know, would you keep working? You know, would you move? Like... What when you once you're freed from any financial ties or limitations, what next? Well, the real answer is if I had more money than I knew what to do with, I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, but Say a point, Jared. I think it's an interesting question. Uh, good job for coming up with it. A very original question. Um, and, Was uh, that a jab, Jared? No, it wasn't a Was jab. Was that a jab, Jared? You've heard this no, before. I wasn't it's a good question, a Jared. No, it is a good question. I, I said <laughs> I said as much. I said it was a good question. Um, Taking your selfies. I think I <laughs> Taking your selfies, critiquing my questions. Oh, um, I, my 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 knee hit the table because I'm sitting <laughs> on the floor. Put down right a now. stack of papers just then. Uh but I think that when you're a kid and you get asked that question, you could think of all the stuff that you would get. I mean, there's like, as an adult, it's a boring answer. Like if I won the lottery, I would pay off all of my debts first. Okay. Then we're assuming that there's a ton of money left, right? So I can get into the kid stuff. Yeah. I mean, basically imagine it's just unlimited. You can do whatever you want. What, what would you do? Okay. I mean, I, one thing I was doing, you know, my, let I would quit. I would stop. I would quit my job immediately. Mm. Not because I mean I love my job. As far as jobs go, it's a great job. I love the people that I work with. It's a great job. But when I you take away the financial need, I think I, I would leave. Right. And one fear is that I would just stay in my apartment forever. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> no reason to just leave. Just play video games and eat food and just survive for the rest of my life. Whoa! But I'd like to think Not I even... would just buy things. I would pay off all my debt. I think the first thing I'd do is send out a, a message to all my friends saying, "Hey, let's go on an awesome just trip somewhere, vacation, all on me." Yeah. I would just be making it rain on all my friends and family. 
Am I involved? Yeah, in that? yeah. Oh, sweet, because I just won the lottery, so I'm gonna get even more money. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I would just start giving it to to everybody. Um, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't do immediately because, like, I would say like, oh, I'd move to some big house, I'd buy a car, but a lot of the of the that would stop me from doing that is that I am totally happy just in the space that I am right now with the stuff that I have. And yeah. buying stuff is like a task that I would have to complete and I would be too lazy to do it. Yeah. <laughs> You'd hire I could buy like buy an stuff. amazing huge house like somewhere. Right. But nah, I'd have to go nah. through it. I'd have to consider what I want. Your rent's all right, you know. I'll just stay here. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Okay, first thing I'd do is I'd get a job and then I'd quit it. Um, (laughs) go through the interview process lick my hair back hey thanks uh i'm really excited when do i start monday show up monday hey i'm out of here and then just toss hundreds into the air um they probably wouldn't be mad at all i'd be like hey he's he's tossing hundreds that's worth the yeah i do best best guy we ever hired um i think i'd do kind of the same thing i i would buy a bunch of stuff like i'd buy a boat and i'd buy a sweet car you know a sweet old vintage car and i'd buy like a couple houses i'd buy seven houses and i would uh i would poop in a different house every day <laughs> each day of the week i would live at a different house i would that's would you what own I would the house or would you just like go I to houses and, and and as soon as they open the door, you throw hundreds in their face and then no. go poop in their bathroom. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> this is my house now. Like just throwing money buys you a house. There's no loans. There's no bank statements. It's just <laughs> if you have enough money, you can get the people to leave. No, I would buy uh, seven different houses and all the houses around them <laughs> and uh, just force everybody out of no. the neighborhood. And I'd live alone. You'd buy a neighborhood. And, uh, I'd buy a neighborhood. And then... My main house, my main mansion mm-hmm. that I would have in, uh, uh, like, I'd have a, a sweet loft in New York City, but then I'd have, like, a real house that I actually live in, you know, somewhere in the Midwest or something or in the South. Yeah. And I would uh, place landmines around that house, and I would buy a Bengal tiger and uh, chain him up, and I wouldn't feed him. What? Just a Bengal ti- oh yeah, Bengal tiger. Just that's, just outside. That's not legal. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I get, what, is there a fine? I'll pay it. And then you're gonna take a <laughs> selfie I got all with the it. Money. Oh yeah, I'm gonna take the. T- I'm gonna <laughs> teach the tiger to take selfies when it bites people. It's gonna be a bite, uh, automated picture iPhone attached to it. So to make sure that no, because everybody knows I have all this money. So I'm not gonna let him get it, you know. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna trip mine my house. I have the Bengal tiger outside, and then I would just I would only accept service from Amazon drones, and I would have them uh, air deliver like packages of Tyson chicken strips and <laughs> buffalo sauce, and that's what I would live off forever. And then I would I would find, uh, uh oh, I'd buy. Skywalker Ranch from George Lucas. And I would just live amongst all the Star Wars stuff and just like live there. And I had trip mines and Bengal tigers outside. Tons of them. Pooping and everywhere. Yeah. And then once, after a couple of years of that, 
once I got tired, I would probably start donating to charities. Like just a little at a time <laughs> to make them want it. Not too much. <laughs> I, I mean, really, it's like you got to pay off all the debts. There's so much life in the way of fantasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I was thinking about this. <laughs> Actually, I think I would, cause, because I, I, it's not that I don't like making choices. I'm not afraid of making choices. But the act of making choices is like a chore to me. Oh, it's such a chore. Like when I go out to a restaurant or to a bar or something, I always, always just say, I'm just give me whatever, like, and I'll pick someone that I, I, I trust that I have, like, a similar taste with. And I just yep. say, give me what he or she is getting. Yep. And I don't have to think about it. You know, I'll go with our friend Ram, and he's he's doing all these things. He's, like, trying to strategize his meal, put together, like, the perfect meal, have the best experience. And I'm just like, oh, just, just give me what he's getting. Or, you know, <laughs> I go to a bar, and, and you know, there's this guy uh, named Tom who I work with. And whenever we go out for drinks after work or anything, he he comes out. He'll he'll order like his own special drink that's not even on the menu, you know. Whatever he he's really thinking about it. And I just say, give me what he's getting, and I don't have to think about it at all. So I think if I if I won the lottery and I wanted and I was supposed to get this uh, new house or you know these new nice things, I think I would just get somebody that I trust and pay them to just buy all the things for me, and then I can enjoy them. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to know what the you know what decisions are. I just kind of want to just enjoy it. If you won the lottery, it'd be like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> like you, you have all these choices and decisions like, to oh, make, geez. but you're too lazy to make. I don't want to have to figure out where the best place to live is, and this and that, and the best, the fanciest car. That's I just want to have it. But isn't that like I can't think of a higher luxury. <laughs> than like just having enough money that you can pay somebody else to make to have free will for you <laughs> yeah i mean they, they'll, they'll they'll figure it out they'll put in the effort into strategizing that yeah yeah but thank you for for I, indulging this question because i i found myself thinking about like oh like i mean especially younger folks people our age who might have like college debt and and just and no money yeah and I've had this conversation. They all It seems like everyone has an answer. A lot of them very sincere. Like they've really planned it out. Like right. if I had money, this is what I would do. Like I'll go travel <laughs> around here, pay off my debts, pay off my parents. I'll travel the world here first, then here, then here. And then like they got it all planned out. And it's, it's just always interesting to see which people do like... I mean, everyone does their debts thing. But some people travel right. the world. Some people... Buy Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, I wouldn't so. travel. There. I wouldn't go anywhere. I'd like find a place that I could bunker down that nobody else could get to, and Allie and I would just live there forever with everything that we need. And uh, I wouldn't go anywhere. I just like finally have everything that I want. And like, if pipes burst, I can <clears throat> I can afford someone to come say like fix them. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like just having that freedom. Uh, then I wouldn't go anywhere ever. Yeah, I wouldn't work. <laughs> I, I I don't even know, honestly, if I'd keep like pursuing music. Like, I would keep I would a, keep pursuing kind of, comedy, but I it would just I guess be. I wouldn't have anything to lose. It would be the so. only thing that I would put any effort towards. Not that I do music just for money, but like if I've only got money, I some of the hunger would be taken away. You know what I mean? 
where like I gotta get on it. Well, about well, this, I guess you know? I guess you could. I mean, if you could do music for yourself for pleasure, um, you might you wouldn't have right. the same need to do it for others. Yeah, I think that's what it would and, be. and to get I, compensated I mean, for it. Anybody who's getting into comedy or music to make money is a fool. So don't yeah, worry. we're fools. <laughs> that's not a great dream. Yeah. Well, I I think that's a great place to to finish up. Yeah. What do you think? I sound good to me, though. Well, what do you want to plug, man? You got something going on? You got a Twitter account? Uh, I mean, uh, since last week, nothing's really changed. My Twitter account is at Peter Tracy Four. Um, and my other current endeavors right now is uh, I I'm on the house teams at Improv Asylum, in the, at the north end of Boston, Massachusetts. Boston. And I I do shows there every Tuesday night as part of the house teams runs. That's awesome. And hopefully I'm, I mean I'm gonna invest in some video equipments uh, too. And I'm you know we were talking about it earlier in the in the podcast trying to get some more YouTube content going on. Bring back tiny cups, man. I'll I'll drive down. Tiny there. cups, you know. I'll, if I do anything similar to tiny cups, it probably won't be called tiny cups. Well, you know. I mean, you search I, YouTube for tiny cups. I come up, but like I'm under a couple of videos that are about like bras that are small. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a great. Place I was to like, ah, I never really thought man. about that. I told I think I told my dad like oh we're doing this show it's called Tiny Cups it's like oh, it's about small boobs <laughs> like, no I never even it's thought about that. Good. Kind of like drinking cups that are oh, that are yeah. tiny miniature they were comically undersized cups yeah. that's where the name comes yeah. from um, not well, not I'm a at, cups right uh, I'm at underscore rude mechanical check out at Sasquatch Band or Facebook.com slash Sasquatch Band. Uh, playing the Old Port Festival next Sunday, which is June fourteenth. Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Man. Have you seen Sasquatch? Yeah, if you oh, go, you'll have seen Sasquatch. It's <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool, man. I've been Jared Wilkinson, and this is Pete Tracy, and this is the Three Dollar Podcast. Three dollars, dollar, three, three dollars, three dollars. <laughs>